Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 61. Now today, this podcast episode is a little bit late. This should have went out whatever last Friday was, the 1st of December. Um, but I had tonsillitis for the very first time last week. Um, I had to go and get antibiotics for it. So I was in no position to be recording podcasts because it would have been 30 minutes of me coughing spluttering and sounding terrible I still sound a bit croaky but I really I really wanted to get these out there because believe it or not a few people actually messaged me about it and asked where the last episode was and when the next one was going to be which is nice it's nice to know that people are anticipating these episodes so today it's a very dramatic title the skill lies understanding the truth behind your week one losses. I had a conversation with one of my clients uh, last week and she had fallen into the trap of comparing her progress now to another time she lost weight in, I don't know, 2019 or 2020 or something like that. Um, where So in the last five weeks she's lost whatever five or six pounds which is pretty much textbook progress in her mind, she believes that she lost a stone in the same time back in whenever. Now, it's not true that you're not going to lose a stone in a month. Most people do not have the capacity to lose that amount of body fat in that period of time. So what is really going on? And this is very relevant just now as well, because with the with the run-up to Christmas, people are going to... And that was another thing that came up, actually... When another client said that she she had checked in, everything's going absolutely fine. Nothing's any different. It's the same as she's checked in any other time, progressing brilliantly. But there's this new thing that's that's in her environment where people in the office are now jumping on crash and fad diets to try and get some weight off before Christmas so they can pile it back on again with all their excessive habits. Um. So she's now in a position where she's at work and surrounded by people like, oh, that's me, another five pounds down, another six pounds down. And yeah, okay then. So what's really going on? What's the best way to start this? I suppose the be- the best way to start this is by talking about what you are actually trying to achieve when you lose weight. Now, you are not trying to lose weight. You are trying to target one very specific part of your weight, you're trying to target your body fat. So when the number on the scales come down, comes down, it is not just showing you what your body fat is doing, especially in week one. It's showing you what your overall weight is doing. Now here is here is a little saying that I use very frequently. Um, not because I want to shatter the hopes and dreams of people, but if, if you start off with unrealistic expectations in the first week, you are going to fail. So you really need to have a, a realistic foundation to start with. So the thing that I always tell the people I work with, and especially when we do their kind of mini check-in right in the very beginning, when we're very involved in the progress before we graduate to fortnightly check-ins, it's that your week one losses are not, something to be proud of. It's not something to share on social media, to talk about, you know, oh, look, I've healthy eating and blah, blah, blah. 
10 pounds down in the first week. That's not something to celebrate or take pride in. How much weight you lose in your first week of dieting, your first week of going into a calorie deficit, is simply an indication of how much you were over consuming before. That's all it is. It's telling you that here is the amount of weight, water weight, food weight, digestive weight, waste weight, nothing to do with body fat. Here is the amount of weight that you are adding to your body through your excessive eating and drinking habits. So if you if you go into a calorie deficit, if you start off at 14 stone, you go into a calorie deficit and by the end of the first week, you have come down to 13 stone 4. You have lost 10 pounds of food weight, water weight, waste weight, digestive weight. You've not lost any body fat yet. Your body's used up all the extra calories that were hanging around in your system. All the water weight from that's dropped. The quantity, the volume, the weight of the food that you were consuming has reduced. The amount of food that was passing through your digestive system has reduced because you're not putting as much in. There isn't as much waiting to come out. So all you've done is go from being someone who excessively consumes to being someone who's consuming less. The way that I look at it when it comes when when measuring someone, it, another reason it's a mistake is that if if you include, I'll say this other part first, when it comes to measuring your progress, my advice is always you never measure from your start weight because your start weight is just nonsense. It's it's not. If you've ever listened to the other podcast episodes where we've spoken about like fat loss and fluctuations and how to measure fat loss and things. When we're using the scales and stepping on the scales with frequency and with structure, we're doing it to get comparable numbers that are the same as each other. So inside the Monroe Method, we encourage people to step on the scales daily, after sleep, before food, before drinks, after the loo if possible, doesn't matter what you do, in the same clothing, on the same scales, roughly around the same time. So we're trying to keep as many of these things consistent as we can so that when a person steps on that scale and gets that number, it's under the same or as close to the same conditions as the day before that, the day before that, the day before that. Then what you end up with, if we take it across a month, you end up with 30 numbers that were all taken under the same conditions that you can compare to one another and say, right, the, my lowest weight at the start of this month was 14 stone. My lowest weight at the end of this month is 13 stone 7, I am down 7 pounds of body fat across this period. Now, 7 pounds over a month, perfectly realistic. But let's say you started dieting the week before that, and in that one week you lost 10 pounds. So what happens there is you have these 30 numbers all taking under the same conditions, you're in a calorie deficit, you're doing all the morning, before food, etc., and then you have this ridiculous number at the start that had nothing to do with this process. Here is the number attached to your weight prior to starting. This is what your weight is right now while you're overeating, overdrinking, whatever else you're doing, right? Um, and it's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant to anything else. You cannot compare your weight in a calorie-controlled deficit to your weight the rest of the time. And if you, when you start bringing your start weight, your kind of false start weight, 
into the mix, it just ruins the numbers. So let's say that person uh, has lost £7 in a month, but the week before that month, just that one week, they dropped £10. So that person now believes that they have lost £17 in five weeks, which is just nonsense. They lost 10 pounds of water weight. Now, their goal is not to lose water weight. Their goal is to lose body fat. People aren't unhappy with their weight. They're unhappy with the amount of body fat they are carrying. If you don't eat anything for one day and you step on the scales tomorrow and you are five pounds lighter, you are no closer to the goal you are trying to achieve because you still have the exact same amount of body fat on your body. You've, you've made no, yes, the scales have come down by five pounds, but you have made zero progress towards your goal of losing body fat. So, someone shared a post with me the other day from Instagram, and it was a guy who went to uh, to give blood, to donate blood. He, a big, quite a big um, Slimming World account, a guy, and he weighed himself, I don't remember the numbers, but he weighed himself before he went to give blood, and he weighed himself after giving blood. And it from the way the post read, he was just completely curious to see how much his blood weighed, right? But the problem was, it's a Slimming World account. So he has thousands of people following him who have disordered eating, who might not have the, the same mindset as he does, who clearly from the comments were thinking, God, I should go and give blood if I want to get the scales down four or five pounds easily. You know, and it was all these comments, oh, I wonder if it'll go back on. I wonder if it'll stay off. Do you feel any different? Like, all this shit. And it's it, that that's the reason I don't follow Slimming World accounts anymore. Because it just lets me see how much of a kind of uphill battle I have to put helpful scientific content out into the world to, to actually help people not and when you read those kind of comments on posts like that, it can it can feel quite overwhelming and make you wonder, how the fuck am I going to make any impact on the world whatsoever when you have this kind of stuff going on? Anyway, tangent. Uh, so yeah, you're, here's the way that I like to think of it. So whatever weight you are at the very beginning, you just forget that number. It's irrelevant. What I like to do when I'm measuring progress, it's up to people that I work with, it's up to them how they want to measure it, right? If they want to add the £10 in the first week of water weight on, that's up to them, whatever. But the way I do it is, your start. I wouldn't call your start weight your start weight. So you forget the start weight, you get into your calorie deficit, or you start following whatever plan you're following, you get to the end of week one, and then you either weigh yourself again, or if you're weighing yourself properly, not weekly, you take whatever your lowest weight is in that first week, and that is your start point, because that is your first weight, or your first lowest weight in a calorie deficit. So for example, the, this fictitious situation that I'm talking about, the person was, um, what did I say? 14 stone. So let's say this person was 14 stone 10 at the very beginning. They get into a calorie deficit. By the end of week one, the lowest weight they have seen was 14 stone and then their weight started to fluctuate. So I would then say, right, your start point that we are going to measure fat loss against is 14 stone. 
And by the end of the next week, they're a couple of pounds down. The end of the next week, they're a pound and a half down, blah, blah, blah. And that's how it goes. The weight that you lose in that first week, it's not a badge of honour. It's not something to be celebrated. It's, it's, it's not an indication of anything other than it's showing you that you have stopped doing the things that were adding a lot of weight to your body. That's all. And the thing that really gets me is, if you are at something like Slumming World and you go in and your weight is 14 stone and you, now the reason, think, let's do it this way. Let's say that you go to Slumming World on a Monday and you're going back for the umpteenth time. You already know the kind of deprivation you're going to go through, the things that you won't be able to eat, the things that you're going to miss. And so you've made that decision, right, on Monday, I am going to go and do this. The health kick starts, blah, blah, blah. So on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you'll spend those three days cramming in all the things that you think you're going to have to go without. So you have a Chinese on the Friday, you go out for a McDonald's breakfast on the Saturday, you drink whatever on the Saturday night, and whatever else you you fit in in between that, snacks, chocolate, etc. On the Friday your weight was 13 stone 4. But by Monday, your weight is 14 stone. So you've added 10 pounds of food weight, water weight, additional energy, etc. to your weight. And then you go get weighed on the Monday. Your start weight is 14 14 stone. Awesome. So you start being hashtag on plan. You go back to group the following Monday and your weight has come down by 14 pounds. And everybody claps and your leader hands you your one stone award and they go on to their social media to say, God, look at Karen. Isn't she amazing? One week at Slimming World and she's already a stone down. And Karen goes home onto her Instagram weight loss account that she just set up and says, God, how motivating is this? How inspiring? How great is this? 14 stone in a week. The magic of fucking, what do they call it? The magic, the magic, the magic of free food. The power of free food. That's it. And all, all that shit. And, you know, I just look at things like that and go, God, you fucking poor people being completely misled to believe that you've made any progress whatsoever. You binged before you started. You added a pile of weight onto your body. You lost that pile of weight. Not only that, you added thousands of calories into your body that you didn't need. And you spent all of that first week using up those thousands of calories. You are one week into your weight loss journey and you have lost no weight. You've made zero progress. You've not lost a pound of fat yet. You've done nothing. All you've done is waste a week of time getting nowhere. And here you are being handed a badge, a certificate for binging. That's what that is. If somebody gets that ridiculous number loss in their first week and they get handed a certificate for that, they're essentially being congratulated for binge eating the weekend prior to getting started. I wonder how many of you can relate to that. I wonder how many of you are nodding along and thinking, God, that was me. I got that badge. I got that half stone award. I got that one stone award in my first week. And that's exactly what I did. I overate all weekend. I added piles of weight onto my body to give myself a high start number because I thought getting a good loss in the first week would really motivate me. And it's a false start. It's it's made up. It's nonsense. You got nowhere. It was a waste of time. It slowed you down. Not only that, it was a completely disordered eating habit where you put yourself through a binge experience before starting dieting. 
And the thing is, like, it's not until maybe you're listening to this or you've already realised it by this point that you can see how disordered that was. But at the time, in your mind, all you're thinking about is that big loss in the first week. But you lost nothing. Water weight. It's so crucial to understand that when you are trying to lose weight, you are not trying to lose all your weight. You are trying to lose a very specific type of weight. It is your body fat. And the only way to lose body fat is to create a calorie deficit. Your water weight will go up and down every single day. Your food weight will go up and down every single day. There are countless factors that influence these things over time. Um, but your calorie deficit will always take care of your body fat. I can't draw it, but if you imagine drawing a diagonal line from left to right, a perfectly straight line going down, right? And that line is your body fat every single day going down. And then I draw this sometimes for clients when I'm helping explain weight fluctuations and showing them what their weight's doing, right? So you have that line going on. Your calorie deficit takes care of that. Then just above it, I have this other line and it goes in the same trending direction. It still goes diagonally down from left to right, but it's spiky, like a heartbeat monitor, up, down, up, down, up, down. And every now and again, it comes down to touch the line below it to show a new low weight. And then it goes back to bouncing up and down again. So the bottom line, calorie deficit is the only thing that takes care of that. The line up the top, food weight, water weight, digestive weight, the types of foods that you eat, the quantities of foods that you eat, the time that you eat them, how much sleep you get, how hydrated you are, which phase of your cycle you are in if you have one, um, how stressed you are, uh, what else, how much exercise you're doing, uh, alcohol, there's countless things. Of, these are all the things that influence the numbers that you see on the scale every day when they're bouncing up and down all over the place. And this is why the scales are a terrible tool over a short period of time. The reason that we have, or one of the main reasons we have fortnightly <clears throat> fortnightly check-ins inside the Monroe Method is because a week is just too, sh for me, a week is too short a space of time for someone to be zooming in so closely on their progress. The scales, it's, it's, it's very difficult for the scales to show you your progress across a week, unless you are in a massive calorie deficit and you're losing weight very quickly, a week is just too short a period of time. So more often than not, um, two weeks can be too short a period of time. You know, I'll do fortnightly check-ins with people and their weight might stay the same. And it's just because we need that extra third week for the progress they've made over that fortnight to drop off or accumulate to a size big enough to cut through the noise from everything else. I think, I think one of the things that makes it tricky with what we do is because... Because we have, because we we try to encourage a lot of freedom and, f and flexibility, like we do not have people eating exactly 1,500 calories every single day and it's this perfectly flat line in my fitness pal where they don't deviate from it and they see very little, uh, very few weight fluctuations because their eating is exactly the same every day. That's disordered as fuck. We don't encourage that. We don't do that. But if someone did do that, they would have more chances of seeing their weight come down. So because we have such a flexible approach, such an inclusive approach, people's calories are up and down every day. Some days, you know, w when they start getting better at uh, listening to their body, not eating when they don't need to, stopping eating when they start to feel full, 
One day they might have 1300 calories, one day they might have 15, one day they might have 14, then they might have 1900 at the weekend. Overall, they're in a calorie deficit and losing fat, but they've got food weight going up and down, calories going up and down, meal timing going up and down, types of food going up and down. So they're more prone to seeing fluctuations. So you have to uh, take a step back a bit and realize that the scales are not going to come down every week. But as long as you're getting to the end of a month period and you are four, five, six pounds lighter than you were at the start of this month, you're doing great. What happens in between those two points does not matter. Your weight could stay the same for four weeks and come down by five pounds on the last day. You have lost five pounds that month. Or your weight could come down exactly 1.25 pounds every single week, every single Friday that you step on the scales. By the end of the month, you have lost five pounds. Doesn't matter how you get there. If the result's happening, everything that happens the rest of the time is irrelevant. So... This, this kind of month, December, this month is going to be mostly about talking about the mindset behind weight loss and helping prepare people for 2024. This is just one of those, right? So please remember that when you step on the scales at the end of this first week, regardless of what you are doing, if you are losing a massive amount of weight, you are not, you've not made any progress yet. You've taken a step towards the point where you're going to start making progress, but the more weight you have to lose in that first week, it's just a sign of how excessive your eating and or drinking habits were before getting started. If your weight comes, and I'm very, I'm always, I try to clarify this a lot with my clients. So there are many people who come in and their weight will just come down by a pound. And I'm like, that's fantastic. You did not have that big massive drop to get through. You did not binge before you get started. You move to the fat loss phase much quicker you're going to start making progress much quicker than most people do. Then we have people losing 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 pounds. They've not lost anything yet. They had to get through that mountain of calories they put in over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday before they could start losing weight. Um, and then it's about helping them realize that, you know, I need you to understand that this was this, this was water, this wasn't fat. The rest of your time here is not going to go like this, you know. We've done that bit, we've got it out of the way, now we can actually start making progress. Um, because you're the other thing is like when people go to things like Slimming World and people come in and have these weeks where they've maybe not been there for a week or maybe they had a big binge episode last time and they stepped on the scales and they had a five pound gain and they've come back the week later and they've had a seven pound loss. And... You know, when people are watching that and listening to that and someone's like, whoa, down seven pounds, like they don't say, but remember you went up five last week, so it's only a two pound loss. Consultants don't do that. That's terrible advertising. The truth does not make for good advertising. Um, That's just a minus seven, you're down seven, amazing, woo, clap hands, everybody well done. But you forget that that person a week ago gained five pounds. So realistically, in a fortnight, that person has lost two pounds of fat, one pound per week. But... It, it lodges in your brain that, God, there's a person losing seven pounds in a week. That could be me. It must be possible to lose seven pounds in a week, five pounds in a week, eight pounds in a week. And then it just creates this false idea that you should be able to do that. And once you have that mindset, like I've, I've had countless conversations over the years with clients, current clients who are like, yeah, but I remember being at Slimming World and people were losing four pounds and five pounds and six pounds. And it's like, yeah, that was absolutely happening, but you're forgetting that they gained 
three the week before, four the week before, five the week before. You know, they just came back from their holiday and they had eight pounds on. A week later, they had 10 pounds off. It's been four weeks since the last time they were here. So they're three pounds down since the last time they were here. Point whatever of a pound per week. People don't think like that. They, they're very short-sighted. And Slimming World takes advantage of that, where people are uh, more likely to zoom in on the here and now. It's just, you know, blinkered uh, tunnel vision. It's here is me right now stepping on the scales. I am down this. I am up that. I am down this. Nobody's actually sitting and doing the calculations and saying, right, Karen was, Karen had a gain, a maintain, a gain, a maintain, a loss, a loss, a maintain, and a gain. You know, she went up three, down five, up four, down two, up four, maintained. But, but, and if somebody actually sat with her progress over six weeks, they'd be like, right, you went, you went up twenty pounds, down twenty five pounds over the last six weeks. You have lost five pounds, and it's all that up and down nonsense. To what? To get to the end of six weeks and be down point eight of a pound per week. But it's happened through a process of believing that someone can lose four pounds, five pounds. Oh, I wish I could get a loss like that every week. Maybe if I do that overeating thing again, I'll get a big loss the next week. This is just a, it's just a breeding ground for disordered eating. Anyway, to summarise, your week one losses are not something to be celebrated. Um, I would detach it entirely from your results because it gets diluted over time, right? So let's say week one, I have lost £10. I have lost £10 in a week. And then the next week you lose a pound. I have lost 11, my mum used to do this. I have lost £11 in two weeks. I've lost £12 in three weeks. I've lost £14 in four weeks. So you like, you go from that £10 nonsense to the usual £1 a week loss. And the longer time goes on, the more it gets diluted. So £10 a week was impressive, £20 in 10 weeks, less so, £50 in 40 weeks, less so, you know, so you're better just detaching the £10 or whatever it is, I'm just latching on to £10. You're better off detaching, your start weight is not your start weight, your your start weight is your lowest weight within the kind of like first three to five to seven to possibly ten days depending what you're doing. Um, if you're taking control of your calories through a calorie deficit and you know the size of deficit you're in, I would say within the first five to seven days, definitely. If you are kind of winging it, following a different process and you're not really sure if you're in a deficit or not, maybe give it 10 days a little longer. But don't use your start weight as your start weight. Get all that water nonsense out of the way. Use your first low weight after that as your true start point. Then start to measure your fat loss from there. Because all that happens is you hold on to this idea that you lost £10 in the first week and you went, well, I'm not going to lose £10 every week, but maybe I could lose £3 a week. Maybe I could lose £4 a week. And you can. You know, you get to the end of the first month and you're going, well, you know, you get to the end of that next four weeks and go, I'm only £4 down. I lost £10 in the first week. I've only lost four the next four weeks. It can be very demotivating. So you just forget that first week. Ignore it. Forget about it. Move on. Use the numbers that actually you can compare to one another, the ones that were taken under the same conditions while in your calorie-controlled deficit, not the made-up nonsense one that you created through excessive consumption prior to getting started. Anyway, enough from me today. I will catch up with you in the next one.